everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost. Welcome, welcome to the Joy of Junk Journals, the Paper Outpost podcast where we talk about all sorts of fun things related to junk journals, paper crafting, life of a crafter, and answering your crafty questions. And today is a crafty questions answer session. So I'm taking a look at YouTube and I'm looking at uh, some of the questions that have come in. So we're going to go through some of these together. So here we go. Um, Oh, if you're wondering, Sunny is at home with Papa and I am in the park in my truck. That's what's going down here. Okay. Um, Carol says, hi, Pam. I know you love that black Stabilo watercolor pencil, but have you tried it in the brown color? I think it would be interesting to see you use the brown um, uh, like your walnut stain. You might like the brown. It's number 8045. So I imagine that's the uh, Stabilo Aquarelle uh, pencils. Um, and these can be used to outline uh, focal point images and then you uh, run water around them either with a q-tip or a paintbrush or your finger and it blossoms out and gives you this beautiful rustic uh, steampunky grungy sort of look and no i have not ter- tried the uh, brown i didn't even know they had a brown so thank you very much i'm going to give that a go because that seems fascinating yes i love that idea thank you thank you carol all right next we have um Let's see. Have okay, Lynn Sows, have you tried pouncing the ink onto your stamp? When you rub it over ink, you will wipe it off again. You know, it's funny that you bring that up, Lynn, because I've just tried pouncing. I saw somebody pouncing their ink and uh, their ink pad. Like they take their uh, rubber stamp and then they take the ink pad and they pounce the ink pad across the rubber stamp as opposed to back and forth drawing it horizontally they do a vertical motion and I thought huh huh you know I don't know why it just struck me as interesting and I have not been doing it but then I started to do it and I have to admit Lynn I noticed a difference I would say I agree with you I'm going to do more practice at it because I I break all the rules when it comes to stamping correctly I'm sure I do it completely wrong but uh, I think there is value in that process the pounce 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 um, uh, like hold if you're a righty hold your uh, rubber stamp in the left hand and then pounce 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 on top of it with the uh, ink pad upside down of course <laughs> uh, uh, vertically up and down and then stamp and see how that goes and you know maybe certain factors might roll, come into play here how much ink is still and how moist your ink pad is but uh, with a good juicy ink pad I think you're going to get a good result. And I agree. When you go horizontal, you do wipe off what you just put on there. That makes pure logical sense. So I'm going to practice more of that, and you will be able to see that in up-and-coming videos. Okay. Pam, uh, Sue, Sue Skaggs says, Pam, hi, Pam. What's the difference between liquid pearls and uh, Nuvo pearls? Uh, I have the liquid pearls. I am glad you did this with video with some liquid pearls, but I have seen some Nuvo in your basket. I made a mistake and bought resin, and now I don't know what to do with them. Um, okay, so I kind of put liquid pearls and Nuvo pearls so in the same basket. The Nuvo is a bigger bottle, so you might want to go for, um, you know, cost there. Um, both of them work fine. I think the Nuvo drops maybe come out in a little bigger droplet. The, the liquid pearls has a smaller applicator. So I think they're very similar. I think both of them have pearlescent styles some are um, maybe metallic uh, and there's all sorts of varieties so I think about them as similar Um, yes 
Um, okay, there are probably subtle differences, but to me, it's kind of like Fabri-Tac and Fabri-Fix and Beacon 3 and one glue. They all operate the same in general. Okay, so... Um, all right, um, I did a layer design with some scrap paper, and I was trying to think of the word of that layery kind of look that home decorators do. I've seen it a lot on the home decorating shows, and people are coming up with beadboard or shiplap, and I think you're both right, yes. It's that layered kind of look. Um, so somebody suggested that might be the thing, and I think you're right. Okay, uh, next... Um, April English Kelso asks, Hi Pam, just found your channel and subscribed. Where can I purchase the scissors you were using? I will try these. Uh, I love the antique look. Glad I found your channel. Um, they, I may have put them in my Amazon shop. If I have not, I will try and do that because I'm pretty sure you can find them on Amazon now. But if not, you can definitely find them on Etsy and you can definitely find them on AliExpress. I think I searched for retro scissors, retro sewing scissors, but they're really cute and there's all sorts of different styles out there. They're not super expensive and I've, I've actually found they're quite good quality. Um, uh, I haven't put it to heavy duty use, but for small little snips, fussy cutting, trimming um, strings off of little sewing projects or when you're sewing your papers and things like that they really come in handy plus they give you that old world feel they're not truly um, vintage or antique scissors they're replicas but they're just so darn cute you know what I mean sometimes you just it's okay to have a replica that's just so darn cute uh, we can enjoy that fully um, okay uh, Bonnie, Bonnie McGill asks, Hey Pam, can you show how to make a fun swirl with the Nouveau Drops? I know you ran out of time. Mm, I need to do that again. I, I do have a video on that in the past, but um, I will do that again. I, I know I forgot on one video. I thought I did it on a subsequent video, but I may have just mentioned that I was going to do it. And I got uh, lost in my own process, which happens. And uh, so I will make a mental note, Bonnie, to show how to do that. Because it's, it's basically a lot of fun. It's a very quick and easy way to decorate a page. The only uh, drawback is you have to leave the page open, walk away, go have some snacks for a while. A lot of snacks because it takes a little bit to dry. Um, if you're going to use stickles, that takes the longest to dry. For some reason, uh, Liquid Pearls and Nouveau Drops, they do dry faster in my opinion. I think you're probably safe within an hour. Stickles, yeah, I'd leave it for... Um, uh, you know, several hours to the rest of the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I'm a, I've become, stickles is glitter glue, in case anybody's wondering. Okay. Um, Jan Scott said, who knew making bags was so easy? You did. Thanks for sharing. I always love watching you. You are fun and great and creative teacher. Okay. Uh, I guess that was her question. Who knew it was so easy? Yes. I have a, uh, a recent video called got gift wrap or wrapping paper, um, easy little bags for your junk journals. And the nice thing about the gift wrap or wrapping paper is that it's thin. So it's very, um, amenable, uh, to use in your junk journals because it does not bulk up your junk journal too much sometimes when we use craft paper or paper bag it has much of a much more of a, a thickness to it and uh, so thickness equals bulk bulk you end up with giant chunky monkey nothing wrong with that I love that style but if you're trying to maximize what you can put into your junk journal gift wrap or wrapping paper may be the way to go another wonderful use for what to do with all that wrapping paper um, okay uh, Janice Searly asked, how do you put the pages together? Do you have a video? Yes, um, uh, Janice, you're actually watching part 10, Words and Belly Bands, um, how to make a junk journal from an old book. Now, if you um, 
Uh, I have two ways you can find out the different sections. One is if you're able to click on um, the description box down below, or if you're looking on a phone, click on the um, the uh, title of your video, and it'll open up the description box below your video, and you can go ahead and you will find two things. You will find a um, uh, you can go to my uh, main channel page and look for the playlist called How to Make a Junk Journal from an Old Book of the Series. And I have all of those in there. And in there, in the beginning ones, is uh, how you put the pages together. I think it's the, the first one is the cover. The second one might be the signature pages. And I think the third one is creating the hidden spine or sewing the pages into the hidden spine. So also, um, I think for the first few videos of that series, I put the individual links down below and then I ended up making a playlist because I think in total there are 13. Um, at this point, they have not all published yet, but there are 13 in total. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the easiest way to find it. And um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Land of the Sun. Hi, Pam. Did you put up your lists anywhere so we can screenshot them? I would love to have a list of ideas to help me. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I uh, decided to go ahead and add it as a permanent link on my free monthly emailed newsletter. Um, so that's another freebie that you can get if you sign up for the free monthly emailed newsletter. And the other freebies that you can get in there are a free digital image emailed to you monthly. And I put it on multiple sizes on one page so you can print it out and use it as you like in your junk journals. There's also a list of junk journal supplies and the note from the bookmaker um, which explains um, what a junk journal is, how you can use it, different ideas you can do with it, and uh, things you can do with it. And um, I print those out and I put those in the front of my big chunky monkey journal so somebody can uh, kind of, if they've never experienced a junk, junk journal before, they have an idea of what, what it is, what you can do with it, how, how different people use it. And it's um, in, the, in these little formats, I think I put that in Word and PDF, you can change the font, you can change the wording, you can make it your own, you're welcome to print it out as is and use it like like that um, but I wanted to put those out there for you so there you go that's where you find it yes it's there all you need to do is sign up and if you've already signed up just wait for the next month and it will be on April's um, if you're just signing up now you'll get a copy of March's and it'll be on there and then it'll be on there from every uh, newsletter going forward okay okay Jan Scott asks so fun. You have some beautiful things to talk into your journals. How do you get them? Uh, great question, Jan. I am an avid collector of old papery things. I've, I've loved collecting them. I've always enjoyed it, but I've never um, really had a way to display or um, share them as well as I have in junk journals. And I was inspired by other people when I saw them put the actual old ephemera in the junk journal, a little fun discovery for somebody to come along and find. I thought that was so cool because then you could actually spread the appreciation for these historical pieces that way. And um, so basically this is my um, method of searching. I always start with self. I go through my closets. I find, I look in my old papers and you know my, my parents' old papers family and friends next if anybody's willing to give up or share any old documents or papers and they would otherwise throw away or discard or have no need for um, then I branch out to garage sales and yard sales uh, moving on to estate sales antique malls uh, consignment shops flea markets and then I go into the internet world of eBay Etsy um, AliExpress, I don't think they have truly old stuff, but you can, Etsy and eBay, you will find some old stuff as well. So that's kind of the 
foray of what I do. I'm, I'm always exploring those different avenues and, um, um, you know, there's a lot of resources out there and, uh, so you're never short of ways to do it. So, uh, um, those are, that's the fun. That's the fun of it all. Um, there's, and the, the fun is in the hunt. Let me tell you, there's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, Debbie asked, Hi, Pam. I just love the tucks and pockets sewn zigzag effect. I want to ask what type of sewing machine you have. I am not a sewer and your machine looks kind of easy to use, question mark. Yes, um, it is easy to use, uh, Debbie Breen. Um, I was in your shoes. I did not sew at all, but I became so um, intrigued by the way people were sewing on the pages of their junk journals or sewing the edges of a pocket in their junk journal or sewing journal cards around the edges and um, honestly what I found is that they the sewing I mean obviously you don't have to use glue thread is a lot less expensive than glue uh, over time and um, it gives you a very very secure edge that's not going to pop off the only thing you risk is it might tear off or if you've over perforated the holes too closely sometimes the paper will tear easily so I recommend if you're gonna sew spread out your uh, stitch length and um, make them maybe wider and longer farther apart from each other and wider stitches will give you a more secure um, situation I am in the park and I think it's Florida Oak time and my allergies are acting up a little bit so I apologize if I sound kind of funky because I think that's what's going on Florida Oak everybody it gets me every time and we're blooming here okay so um what's my machine it's a brother and it's a very it's a brother that I bought at Walmart it's the project runway limited edition um I think the regular project runway would be fine or any not bottom of the barrel but like low to mid grade is very good I tried bottom of the barrel before and um, I thought what well, 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 truly it's sewed fine it was a genome and I think I paid $50 for it online somewhere um, and it was small and it's sewed fine but it didn't really have a lot of different kinds of stitches and I was just I wanted to be able to stitch like a pro and I wanted to be able to have like fancy pattern stitches, wavy stitches, stitches that look like leaves and stuff like that. So there was this one sitting there in Walmart one day with a big like sticker on it, special, you know, reduced, discount, buy me, it said. So somehow it came home and I think I remember at the time I paid somewhere around 100, 150 bucks for it. But it has been a very good workhorse, and I have really thrown the book at it, literally. Um, I've done everything wrong to it, and it has mercifully forgiven me. Now, I did have to watch a few YouTube videos to teach myself how to thread the bobbin, how to put the string in, how to get going. But once you kind of get past that little learning curve, I mean, the bottom, but the bobbin, you know, I mean, just to thread that thing. Yeah. Now there are little, you can buy pre-wound bobbins, which is very nice and they're not very expensive. And you can also buy a separate bobbin winder to the side. So you don't have to keep, you know, taking the thread out and, and putting the bobbin in. And honestly, once you figure out how to wind the bobbin on your machine, it's not hard. It's just, it seems hard in the beginning. It's not hard now, but it was hard then. <laughs> so I would say give yourself maybe three to five YouTube videos. Look up the exact model of machine that you get 
and they used to be really cheap at Goodwill. You used to be able to get an old sewing machine for 20 bucks, and they, the, the manager swore they worked, and I don't see them there that often, though. Is everybody sewing, and or they're not letting go of their machines? Um, there's just not as many as I used to see. We used to have about 20 of them on the shelf. Now, like, I don't even see one, so... I don't know, but um, there is a link in my Amazon shop to the brother, I believe it's the Project Runway one, um, which is, I think, sufficient and wonderful. I've been very happy with it. Um, Maintenance, uh, I learned about dust bunnies and things like that, so every once in a while you do have to take off the little uh, plates and look inside to see what on earth has been going on in there after you've been recklessly abandoning sewing, and these little... They're not small after a while if you've ignored it as long as I have, but there's these things that grow under there. They look like dust bunny, mushroom, morphed, weird rabbit fuzzy things, and they must be all removed. Um, You can use a little vacuum to take them out. You can take uh, tape wrapped around your hand and stick it in there and see if you can get it out that way. But then at some point... Um, you may need to take it in for a true cleaning, which is not a bad idea if you use your machine a lot. Um, I think it's probably part of sewing machine maintenance. And maybe real seamstresses know how to do all that on their own. I don't know how to do that. So um, every every time I had little experiences with my sewing machine, like the foot fell off or um, uh, for some reason everything was bunching up underneath the uh, item being sewn. I would Google that or YouTube it and try and find out what on earth was going on. And I could usually fix the problem just based on a YouTube video. So these things happen and they happen a lot and somebody's made a video about them. So don't be afraid to go forth and check YouTube for how do I get out of this mess? Just put in your actual brand and model of your sewing machine and basically put your question in there and and look for somebody will show you how to get out of that and and the nice thing about youtube is you usually get a good uh, bird's eye view of how to do it they'll like you can stop and start and stop and start and just do exactly what they do and next thing you know you're out of the uh you're out of the uh you're out of the drink and you're back sewing happily away and um So yeah, I encourage everybody, if you're still scared of the sewing machine, remember it's only a tool. It's like a pair of scissors. It's like a ruler. It's like a this and it's like a that. And many have come before us and have sewn successfully. Now, some are a lot better sewers than others. I am in the not so good category. But I'm honestly, I use the straight stitch and the zigzag stitch 99% of the time. Why don't I use all those other fancy stitches? Well, you'll be finding that um, they take a lot longer to stitch. So when you're, you know, it's the machine is actually doing it for you. You're just guiding the paper through uh, like a monkey at one end. Um, It takes barely, it doesn't take any brain power, Um, but it goes back and forth. It'll pull your paper forward and then push it back and forward and back. So if you're going to do a lot of fancy stitching, which is actually very fun in the beginning, I did a lot, Um, but you may find yourself defaulting back to the old zigzag and the straight stitch um, they're quick they're beautiful they're functional you don't have to do straight lines which is wonderful you can actually go wavy on purpose like wiggly and then go around and go wiggly again over it and it looks really cool and um, um, so it's easy efficient effective and beautiful so there you go um, Okay. Oh, M Platinum asks, I don't have instant coffee. Can I use regular coffee for coffee dyeing papers? You can use anything for dyeing papers. And um, um, I think that uh, it's all um, 
Uh, I would say a lot of people have leftover coffee in the coffee pot. Why not dye some papers? Pour it into a spritzer bottle. Spritz through some stencils onto some paper. It'll give you beautiful relief effects. Uh, what, where you might find the difference is um, your ability to control the depth of color. So you can get a deeper, darker color with instant coffee because you can put more coffee in easily. If you can dip a few pages and you think they're not dark enough, you just add a few teaspoons extra of the instant coffee and dip again. And if you like the color, there you go. Uh, and I use instant coffee because we don't have um, a pot of coffee anymore. We have, you know, like the little machine that shoots out one cup, you know what I mean? And I drink it. So there's none left over because I really like my one cup of coffee in the morning and I want every drop of that down the pie hole. So yeah, if you have a pot, you can definitely use it. Um, and a lot of people also dye with tea, which is not as dark as coffee. And uh, I would just take a bunch of tea bags and throw them in some water. Um, it'll it'll disperse its uh, dispense its uh, pigment faster if it's hot water but it doesn't have to be you can just throw it in cold water and let it sit there for a little bit like come back in a couple hours and it'll be, have more color in it and um, it all depends on what um, scent you like as well because there is a subtle coffee scent there is a subtle tea scent um, it fades with time uh, I like both of those scents, so I find them agreeable, but if you don't like those scents, then you may want to use one or the other, or if you want no scent, then you could use um, food color, works very well, and you can, and there's a lot of options for, um, you can buy food color in all sorts of different colors now, and you can mix colors to make other colors. You can take red and blue and make purple and things like that. So um, you can have a lot of fun with food color. Um, I think it works fine. Some people have had success with unsweetened uh, Kool-Aid, which is probably just food color um, as well. Uh, but the, the concentrated food color and the drops can give you some pretty intense, amazing colors. And um, I think that's a good way to go as well. I was using inks and uh, Bombay inks and things like that before. I, um, but I think that's honestly the most expensive way to go. Um, and I just, I don't think it's necessary. So if you've, you know, invested a lot in expensive inks, um, you can try it. It works beautifully. Um, uh, it's, I don't, I just don't think it's necessary. I think you can get away with some inexpensive colorings as well. I think you could probably even use acrylic color in diluted in water, but be careful when that dries, it's going to dry and it's really hard to get off of stuff. So if you use things that, um, uh, I, I guess can be wiped away with bleach or alcohol or um, some kind of solvent. You'll be better off. But boy, when acrylic paint dries, it dries. You know what I mean? So yeah, I would lean more towards watercolors and things like that. But um, I would say if you yeah if you're not doing the coffee tea thing, or you're not doing the avocado thing, or beet juice, or uh, uh, onion water juice, things like that, like the, the skins, if you boil the yellow skins of onions. Um, the other thing you can try is um, uh, red cabbage or purple cabbage. If you quarter one and put it in a pot of water, it starts releasing its beautiful blue-purple ink very quickly, and you can probably get four rounds out of that one. Like, I'll just put one in the water and boil that and let it release, and then put the next quarter in and let that release, and it just keeps giving and giving and giving. Now, the bad, not the bad side, the dark side of cabbage is your house will smell like cabbage, number one. Uh, some people don't like that smell. And number two, your paper will smell like cabbage for a very long time. So... I would suggest if you're going to do that, make your batches 
air out the house and then put your batches somewhere where they can dry very well and you can leave them for a long time to air out like maybe an attic or a basement or something like that um, or a garage because it takes a long time for that scent to go away now if you only use a several pages in a junk journal it's not going to smell that much because it kind of gets mixed in with all those other wonderful antique and vintage paper smells and coffee smells and things like that. But if you made a junk journal just out of those pretty bluish purple papers, you're going to smell cabbage. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. So with that, I think we will wrap it up for today. Um, uh, I so appreciate y'all being here and thank you very much for sharing your time and spending your time and just, you know, diving into the craziness of the papery world together. It's kind of a little peaceful place we can all go every once in a while so thank you very much for being here and we will be coming at you soon again um if you didn't know i have added signature pages to my digi kits on etsy and the difference between the signature pages and the regular ones if you print them out at home you can print them out on anything you like but if uh, you're going to, I have a print and mail service. If I print them out for you and mail them to you, I'm going to print the signature pages on copy paper, 20 pound white copy picker, paper, your regular copy paper. And I'm going to print them double sided. So you're going to have images on both sides because uh, these were designed to be used as signature pages in your um, junk journal. So as regular paper, uh, thinner paper, easy to write on, doesn't bulk up your book very much. Um, you can certainly print them out on lightweight cardstock and uh, cut out images or you use the um, paper uh, for anything that you like. You could make pouches and pockets and uh, bookmarks and all sorts of fun things out of it. Um, but um, it, the, my regular DigiKits, I print on 110 pound lightweight premium copy paper cardstock. So it com they come on a little bit thicker paper. So they're very easy to just cut. They're only printed on one side. You cut the little images out and then uh, I try and make them as easy to cut out as possible. Minimal fussy cutting. Uh, most of them are just straight cuts. I think I only have one, maybe two that require a little fussy cutting, but I really try and keep it super easy for everybody. Um, you cut them out and then you can easily just use them as um, pockets and tucks and journal cards and uh, bookmarks and things like that. Uh, little mini booklet co covers and things because they're just the perfect thickness. Um, so there you go. I hope that helps. Um, and uh, we will be coming at you soon with the next installment of the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. Thanks so much, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.